Chapter Twenty Three of Callista by John Henry Newman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Goethe. In the bosom of the woods, which stretched for many miles from the immediate environs of Sicca, and placed on a gravel slope reaching down to a brook, which ran in a bottom close by, was a small rude hut of a kind peculiar to Africa and commonly ascribed to the wandering tribes, who neither cared nor had leisure for a more stable habitation some might have called it a tent from the goat's hair cloth with which it was covered but it looked as to shape like nothing else than an inverted boat or the roof of a house set upon the ground inside it was seen to be constructed of the branches of trees twisted together or wattled the interstices or rather the whole surface being covered with clay being thus stoutly built lined and covered it was proof against the tremendous rains to which the climate for which it was made was subject along the centre ridge or backbone which varied in height from six to ten feet from the ground it was supported by three posts or pillars at one end it rose conically to an open aperture which served for chimney for skylight and for ventilator hooks were suspended from the roof for baskets articles of clothing weapons and implements of various kinds and a second cone excavated in the ground with the vertex downward served as a storehouse for grain the door was so low that an ordinary person must bend double to pass through it however it was in the winter months only when the rains were profuse that the owner of this respectable mansion condescended to creep into it in summer she had a drawing-room as it may be called of nature's own creation in which she lived and in one quarter of which she had her lair close above the hut was a high plot of level turf surrounded by old oaks and fringed beneath with thick underwood in the centre of this green rose a yew-tree of primeval character indeed the whole forest spoke of the very beginnings of the world as if it had been the immediate creation of that voice which bade the earth clothe itself with green life but the place no longer spoke exclusively of its maker upon the trees hung the emblems and objects of idolatry and the turf was traced with magical characters littered about were human bones horns of wild animals wax figures spermaceti taken from vaults large nails to which portions of flesh adhered as if they had had to do with malefactors metal plates engraved with strange characters bottled blood hair of young persons and old rags the reader must not suppose any incantation is about to follow or that the place we are describing will have a prominent place in what remains of our tale but even if it be the scene of only one conversation and one event there is no harm in describing it as it appeared on that occasion the old crone who was seated in this bower of delight had an expression of countenance in keeping not with the place but with the furniture with which it was adorned that furniture told her trade whether the root of superstition might be traced deeper still and the woman and her traps were really and directly connected with the powers beneath the earth it is impossible to determine it is certain she had the will it is certain that that will was from their inspiration nay it is certain that she thought she really possessed the communications which she desired 
it is certain too she so far deceived herself as to fancy that what she learned by mere natural means came to her from a diabolical source she kept up an active correspondence with sicca she was consulted by numbers she was up with the public news the social gossip and the private and secret transactions of the hour and had before now even interfered in matters of state and had been courted by rival political parties but in the high cares and occupations of this interesting person we are not here concerned but with a conversation which took place between her and juba about the same hour of the evening as that of cacilius's escape but on the day after it while the sun was gleaming almost horizontally through the tall trunks of the trees of the forest well my precious boy said the old woman the choicest gifts of great cham be your portion you had excellent sport yesterday i'll warrant the rats squeaked hey and you beat the life out of them that scoundrel sacristan i suppose has taken up his quarters below you may say it answered juba the reptile he turned right about and would have made himself an honest fellow when it couldn't be helped good good returned goethe as if she had got something very pleasant in her mouth ah that is good but he did not escape on that score i do trust they pulled him to pieces all the more cheerfully said juba pulled him to pieces limb by limb joint by joint eh answered goethe did they skin him did they do anything to his eyes or his tongue anyhow it was too quickly juba slowly leisurely gradually yes it's like a glutton to be quick about it taste him handle him play with him that's luxury but to bolt him cazo's slade made a good end said juba he stood up for his views and died like a man the gods smite him but he has gone up up and she laughed up to what they call bliss and glory such glory but he's out of our domain you know but he did not die easy the boys worried him a good deal answered juba but it's not quite in my line mother all this i think you drink a pint of blood morning and evening and thrive on it old woman it makes you merry but it's too much for my stomach <laughs> my boy cried goethe you'll improve in time though you make wry faces now that you're young well and have you brought me any news from the capital is any one getting a rise in the world or a downfall how blows the wind are there changes in the camp this decius i suspect will not last long they all seem desperately frightened said juba lest they should not smite your friends hard enough goethe root and branch is the word they'll have to make a few christians for the occasion in order to kill them and i almost think they're about it he added thoughtfully they have to show that they are not surpassed by the rabble tis a pity christians are so few isn't it mother yes yes she said but we must crush them grind them many or few and we shall we shall callista's to come 
i don't see they are worse than other people said juba not at all except that they are commonly sneaks if callista turns why should not i turn too mother to keep her company and keep your hand in no no my boy returned the witch you must serve my master you are having your fling just now but you will buckle too in good time you must one day take some work with my merry men come here child said the fond mother and let me kiss you keep your kisses for your monkeys and goats and cats answered juba they're not to my taste old dame master my master i won't have a master i'll be nobody's servant i'll never stand to be hired nor cringe to a bully nor quake before a rod please yourself goethe i am a free man you're my mother by courtesy only goethe looked at him savagely why you're not going to be pious and virtuous juba a choice saint you'll make you shall be drawn for a picture why shouldn't i if i choose said juba if i must take service willy-nilly i'd any day prefer the others to that of your friend i've not left the master to take the man blaspheme not great gods she answered or they'll do you a mischief yet i say again insisted juba if i must lick the earth it shall not be where your friend has trod it shall be in my brother's fashion rather than in yours goethe achilles she shrieked out with such disgust that it is wonderful she uttered the name at all ah you have not told me about him boy well is he safe in the pit or in the stomach of a hyena he's alive said juba but he has not got it in him to be a christian yes he's safe with his uncle ah jucundus must ruin him debauch him and then we'll make away with him you must not be in a hurry said goethe it must be body and soul no one shall touch him craven as he is answered juba i despise him but let him alone don't come across me said goethe sullenly i'll have my way why you know i could smite you to the dust as well as him if i chose but you have not asked me about callista answered juba it is really a capital joke but she has got into prison for certain for being a christian fancy it they caught her in the streets and put her in the guard-house and have had her up for examination you see they want a christian for the nonce it would not do to have none such in prison so they will flourish with her till decius bolts from the scene the furies have her cried goethe she is a christian my boy i told you so long ago callista a christian answered juba <laughs> she and agellius are going to make a match of it of some sort or other they're thinking of other things than paradise she and the old priest more likely more likely said goethe he's in prison with her in the pit as i trust your master has cheated you for once old woman said juba goethe looked at him fiercely and seemed waiting for his explanation he began singing 
she wheedled and coaxed but he was no fool he'd be his own master he'd not be her tool not the little black moor should send him to school she foamed and she cursed twas the same thing to him she laid well her trap but he carried his whim the priest scuffled off safe in life and in limb goethe was almost suffocated with passion sibianus has not escaped boy she asked at length i got him off said juba undauntedly a shade as of erebus passed over the witch's face but she remained quite silent mother i am my own master he continued i must break your assumption of superiority i'm not a boy though you call me so i'll have my own way yes i saved cyprianus you're a bloodthirsty old hag yes i've seen your secret doings did not i catch you the other day practising on that little child you had nailed him up by hands and feet against the tree and were cutting him to pieces at your leisure as he quivered and shrieked the while you were examining or using his liver for some of your black purposes it's not in my line but you gloated over it and when he wailed you wailed in mimicry you were panting with pleasure goethe was still silent and had an expression on her face awful from the intensity of its malignity she had uttered a low piercing whistle yes continued juba you revelled in it you chattered to the poor babe when it screamed as a nurse to an infant you called it pretty names and squeaked out your satisfaction each time you stuck it you old hag i'm not of your breed though they call us of kin i don't fear you he said observing the expression of her countenance i don't fear the immortal devil and he continued his song she beckoned the moon and the moon came down the green earth shrivelled beneath her frown but a man's strong will can keep his own while he was talking and singing her call had been answered from the hut an animal of some wonderful species had crept out of it and proceeded to creep and crawl mowing and twisting as it went along the trees and shrubs which rounded the grass plot when it came up to the old woman it crouched at her feet and then rose up upon its hind legs and begged she took hold of the uncouth beast and began to fondle it in her arms muttering something in its ear at length when juba stopped for a moment in his song she suddenly flung it right at him with great force saying take that she then gave utterance to a low inward laugh and leaned herself back against the trunk of the tree upon which she was sitting with her knees drawn up almost to her chin the blow seemed to act on juba as a shock on his nervous system both from its violence and its strangeness he stood still for a moment and then without saying a word he turned away and walked slowly down the hill as if in a maze then he sat down in an instant he started again with a great cry and began running at the top of his speed he thought he heard a voice speaking in him and however fast he ran the voice or whatever it was kept up with him he rushed through the underwood trampling and crushing it under his feet and scaring the birds and small game which lodged there 
at last exhausted he stood still for breath when he heard it say loudly and deeply as if speaking with his own organs you cannot escape from yourself then a terror seized him he fell down and fainted away End of chapter 23